This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios or subscribe to Boathouse Studios on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your ear content. That's Boathouse Studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S Studios, house spelt the German way. Oh, hi. As the Fox censor, it's my job to protect you from reality. And thanks to my prudent editing, tonight's Simpsons Halloween special has been rated TVG. This means there will be no raunchy NBC-style sex or senseless CBS-style violence. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. I was, I had my, my, my finger on the volume dial because I was worried you would go full out into the death. Oh, God. Give me credit. But you didn't, so I, no. I appreciate you not blowing up the mic. I don't feel like screaming today. That's more than fair. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors, everyone. Your encyclopedic compendium of all things Simpsons seasons one through ten. I'm one of your hosts, Greg. I'm the other host of yours, Alan. Yes, and we both belong to you, the <laughs> listener. This is, a, this is the normal way we introduce ourselves. <laughs> Every episode, we introduce ourselves the exact same way. That's right. Go back in time by <laughs> listening to a previous episode, and you will see that this is the case. Mm-hmm. There is also, um, let's see, nothing special about this episode. We're not doing like a, it's not a... It's not a fun episode or out of canon episode or anything like that. It's just straight. Down I have the a very busy like schedule, and if it's going to end right now, it'll be really. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute! I have too much going on. There he is. There he is. He's joking. Yeah. He's joking, guys. Um, because we're not just two co-hosts this episode. We are joined by our third co-host, Doctor Ryan Prof- Reese, Professor uh, Doctor. Yeah. Esquire, Ryan Reese. Oh. Professor and Doctor of Horrorology. Horrorology. <laughs> Title always changes. Sure does. <laughs> but the song remains the same. Let's because it's, it's the Treehouse of Horror episode, everybody. Yeah, we did it. We made it. It's Halloween, everyone. Go outside. Halloween knock on spooky. doors. <laughs> spooky. Spooky scary. Oh, everyone wants to stay inside because it's scary. It's so scary outside. Ooh, a virus. Ooh, Ooh it's going to get you. It's going to get you. You got to run. Run, run, run. Uh, oh, something. It's summer. Some- it's summer, guys. It is, yeah. Something's happening outside. <laughs> Um, so you're going to kill me in your sleep (laughs) what no why don't why don't you tell us uh, a bit about how you've been Ryan well uh, there have definitely been uh, you know I would say lows and mediums I wouldn't say there's been so much of a high point for me and Kelly over this time. Um, it's like a it's like a plateau and then a valley. Yeah, and then another like, plateau and a valley. Yeah, and uh, we're both very lucky because uh, I have a partner that I get to isolate with, which is great. And also, we have a dog, which is awesome as well, and uh, kind of keeps a routine for us because dogs need a routine, and our dog really does need one. Mm-hmm. 
So it's that's really good. And I've uh, been just trying to stay as creative as possible. Well, let's talk about that for a little bit because oh. you managed to put together an, a very creative project that I was fortunate to be a very, very small, tiny fraction of. Um, plug that. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. So uh, myself, Kelly, and our good pal Camille, were, uh, who uh, is no stranger to this show. Friend of the show. <laughs> Friend <laughs> of the show. Uh, we got to create a fun little piece on YouTube for Verb Theater's Blue Light Festival, which was an online theater festival, which was going to happen anyway before COVID happened. And uh, it came down to being one of the few companies in Calgary that was offering a steady stream of content over a whole month. And there were really great pieces as well where everybody offering all kinds of uh, unique stuff on different platforms like WhatsApp or uh, kind of like internet scavenger hunts. Uh, it was really great to be part of it. And we made a spooky found footage YouTube horror series called Bonnie Dale. It is on YouTube right now. You can check it out at the channel's Riley's Reactions. And, Riley's uh, yeah, Reactions. Yeah, it's a good time. It's I I liked it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I thought oh good yeah. So, I, I also liked it. Yeah. Oh, we, that's great. We all we both watched the whole thing. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was spooky. You have to tell me your theories at some point. <laughs> my my theory is that it was a curse that swallowed people. Oh yeah. My theory is that it was spooky scary. Yeah. Oh, spooky scary. Um, but if people. if there are theories to to mine from it, I should probably go back and give it a more academic watch. <laughs> I mean that is entirely up to you. I mean I, I was going to I was going to talk about the the movie that we just watched for our little movie club but I'd rather not. Uh <laughs> Blank check? Yeah, blank check the movie we watched it. Um, uh, a 30-year-old woman kisses an 11-year-old boy. It's bad. Ooh. Disney. It's un- it is uncomfortable. <laughs> Disney is a weird company. Yeah, yeah always has been. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Their uh their their values are questionable. Um so um Ryan. Yeah. Is this the first episode of The Simpsons that you've watched since the last Treehouse? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I can a hundred percent guarantee that. Yeah. You're sticking with it, but you have been on a Criterion Channel binge since this whole quarantine thing started. Oh, yeah. And uh, you've been posting pretty much regularly about it, and you've encountered a few um, scary movies along the way. Uh-huh. Um, to, before we even jump into the uh, to the episode and, and talking about it, do you have any, like... One of the things that's great about having you on is you t- you can talk about horror movies with some level of uh, clarity. And <laughs> do do you have any recommendations on the Criterion Channel that um, you'd want to put out there? Uh, definitely uh, a movie called The Vanishing, which is a Dutch film from the eighties, uh, which is just nerve shreddingly terrifying. Uh, Stanley Kubrick said it was the most terrifying movie of all time and consulted with the director after watching it. So if Stanley Kubrick says it's really scary, you should watch it. (laughs) Uh, Lots of spoilers in it though. I shouldn't give it away, but it's basically about this guy. His girlfriend goes missing and uh, he goes looking for her. And just the wildest series of events happens. And it's got such a crazy uh, climax that 
happens. Um, what other ones that I've watched that are pretty scary? I mean, one movie that I don't know I would recommend, but it's a movie that I really enjoy. It's one of my favorites is a movie called Come and See. It's uh, 1970s. Um, uh, I can't remember the, the decade actually, but um, it's a it's a war movie about a young boy that goes to fight in uh, a resistance against the Germans. And um, it's the reason I would say it's a horror movie is because um, uh, Karen Kusama, which is a, who is a really great director, made a good point of the, the movie um, makes all other war movies look like people playing around dress up, really. Like, <laughs> it's um, there's really shocking images in it. Uh, it has the last 30 minutes are so horrifying. Um, uh, I w yeah, I wouldn't say it's a recommend, but everybody should try and watch it at some point. Uh, it's long, it's brutal, and um, I've never seen. I I mean, there's there's horror moments in this movie that some of the scariest movies I've seen haven't topped. <laughs> like it's it's uh, it's quite the. I mean, those are my two like scariest recommendations. I would say from it. I yeah. mean, there's been some elements of horror of lots of other ones that I've watched, but those have definitely been the most memorable i would say out of it great yeah. um that's that's awesome i like to be able to recommend some movies to or just any content to people who might be listening to this during this insane time yeah the criterion channel is quite i mean there's over four thousand movies it's <laughs> yeah there's a lot to mine yeah on yeah that one yeah but it's been fun so far i've been enjoying it yeah, I haven't even I haven't even gotten into it, and Camille subscribes to it, so it's on our Apple TV, and I haven't even oh, wow. been like, <laughs> I, yeah, I haven't even taken the, the 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 time to do it because you know there's video games to play. I know there, it's true. There's too much content yeah. out there, you guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kelly and I got her parents Wii. We've been playing some Wii. Oh, that's fun. Some some Wii Sports. Oh, Wii Sports was the best. Do you guys remember yeah. Wii Sports? <laughs> yeah, we went golfing the other night. Oh, I love golfing. Great. Nobody was ahead of us being slow. It was great. <laughs> Did you guys design all design little me's? Oh yeah, we made one for our dog too. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> <laughs> They're humanoids. Yeah, don't try and make a me of your pet. <laughs> it'll just be, it'll just be upsetting. Yeah. You guys don't want to talk about horror. Oh. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, uh, Al, how have you been? Ah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's my response. Yeah, well, you did, uh, you did a movie trivia last night. I did? Yeah. So um, fun. You, so fun. And you've been, um, you've, you've been playing d and I have been. Um. <laughs> two different campaigns. Two different campaigns. Maybe a third if you ever want to try DMing again. Cause yeah. yeah, I mean, I do. It's 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 less about me not wanting to and more about scheduling uh, mm -hmm. woes. Um, because the group that we have for that particular campaign are all over the country. It's true. Um, also, our party is a, a bunch of assholes. A party, your party's a bunch of assholes. But well, also, well uh, if I may. <laughs> if I may. Yeah. At the end... At the end, um, Tom Broadway has learned he a lesson. A moment. He's learned he had a moment. He's learned a lesson, and um, I, when I leveled up to level three, a lot's going to change. 
Uh, I do have a, because the other thing is I don't have a lot of time to create uh, scenarios and campaigns myself. Yeah. Um, So I've been subscribing to various different uh, like free campaign mailing lists and stuff like that and waiting for like uh, one that like not only I think would be interesting and also one that would fit with your level where you guys are at level wise, but also uh, that I could like kind of mold into what the story that I've been using uh, already and I think I found one so basically I'm saying uh once I figure out a, a good time uh to get everyone together we can we can play that one again I think so you uh, haven't forgot about us then no I haven't okay it's just been more that yeah my my mind's been occupied with primarily uh weekly trivias uh secondarily the other two campaigns I'm playing in and then thirdly also like just various uh i'm playing i'm doing a let's play i'm you know i'm we're doing a movie club every tuesday like (laughs) you know because of this time like we've uh, i think a lot of people uh, ourselves included have like tried to pile in things to do because it's weird and scary (laughs) and so uh because of that it does weirdly make things uh hard to schedule sometimes yeah um uh that being said i still have a lot of free time but um you know, it's mostly daytime. Yeah, as time, evidenced so. by this, we're doing this at 2 yeah. p.m. on a Thursday. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't remember the last time we were, like, uh, outside of quarantine, the last time we were able to do that. Like, just... just oh, like, yeah, like a Thursday afternoon. Yeah, here's a Thursday yeah. afternoon. Um, here you go. Well, I worked, I mean, the past year, I, I my job was a typical kind of 9 to 5. So that's, you know... Yeah. Just just use just based on that knowledge alone, it was probably at least a year ago before we when we did something like this. And I was um, in London. You were in London, fancy old London town. Yeah. Um, I went back and looked at those episodes, and I was like, "Oh man, that was a that was a great time just just recording those things in stacks." Oh, when we recorded like five in a day. Yeah, just like yeah. just like. I don't want to do it again, but no. But I was glad to know that we could. Yeah, yeah, we 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 crushed it. Yeah, we did. We nailed it. We nailed it. We did. Good work. We we were we got we got a we got a potty award right for that. Yeah, yeah. I made one. Is pot? What is it? A webby? Is a webby a thing? No, there's a potty. It's a little potty. It's a it's a little uh, toilet. Oh, nice. Oh, I get it. Well, we are here to talk about The Simpsons. Yes, we are. (laughs) So let's talk about that. We are talking about the fourth episode of season nine. It is Treehouse of Horror 8. Yes. And it is written by Mike Scully, David X. Cohen, and Ned Goldreyer, directed by Mark Kirkland, original air date October 26, 1997. So this is after David S. Cohen became David X. Cohen, had his little mental breakdown. Uh yes, did it? Uh, did you actually look at it in the credits? Did it say D- David X Cohen? It's it was probably David S Cohen. Honestly, uh, like the the Wikipedia is what I pull this from because I don't actually like look at the credits when I'm watching the episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's possible that they just have David X Cohen listed as the writer because that's what he goes by now. Yeah, he's he listed as been... he's listed as S in the in the credits. In the credits, yeah. yeah. So yeah, this is still when he is credited as David S. Cohen, but he is uh now known as David X. Cohen. Yeah. Anyway, that's a whole thing. Who gives a shit? Um <laughs> <laughs> Nobody weird, moving weird on. little like writers uh trivia yeah. for Simpsons/Futurama. Um 
so this is the uh, eighth Trios of Horror. Uh, it's got three segments. We have the the Omega Man, Fly versus Fly, and Easy Bake Coven. Um, I look on this episode fondly, and it's something I thought about. I think I generally, even when I started to wane on the show in general, like I started to dislike the show in general, I always looked forward to the Treehouse episodes. Me too. And I think even through like season 14 or something, I still enjoy them. And I think the the basic reason why is that because it's out of canon, because I recognize that it's just the, the writers having fun, it feels less... Uh, like uh mean to the main show when homer's a dick for example you yeah. know like jerk ass homer can show up in a treehouse episode and i'm like yeah that's fine like he's, he's it's, it's like also because like it's often based on like what they're spoofing and so like homer might take on the role of a character that is an asshole in the um uh in the thing that they're spoofing you know yeah so so that being said, I, I, I like this episode. Uh, this is a bright spot in season nine for me um, because I think these are three uh, three decent uh, Treehouse segments. I wouldn't say they're top tier, um, but they're like they're not bottom tier either. I don't think I don't think I, any of the three are bottom tier. I think Easy Bake Coven's the one I like the least of these three, mm. but. Uh, but it's still fun. I, I think I, there's still some fun stuff in there. Uh, that being said, we can we can give general thoughts and then we can go uh, through each segment. Yeah. But uh, what about you guys? How, how did you feel about it in general as a as a anthology episode? Well, you said this was a bright spot of season nine, and I'm going to double down on that and say this is a bright shining star. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This episode's great. Yeah, I laughed from top to tail. Um, <laughs> it had so much energy and so much creativity, just like the best of the Treehouse of Horrors do. It felt of the golden age to me. Uh, it didn't. It didn't feel tired. It didn't feel weird. It felt exactly what this season needed at exactly the right time. We're back on track. This season's a masterpiece. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> Ryan, your thoughts. <laughs> Uh, this is one of my favorite treehouses I've seen. Yes. I liked it a lot. Um, I like Alan's like comment that yeah, they were all really fun. I liked all the references and all the jokes were really fun. Uh, I always love it when you know it goes dark, <laughs> dark, dark, <laughs> but it's still keeping the humor up and stuff, which mm -hmm. is great. Um, which happened. I don't know, a lot in this episode. There was a lot of, I was like, oh my God. Like, but then, you know, I went on to enjoy a hearty joke afterwards that I enjoyed, which is great. And um, yeah, I don't think I had a favorite segment. I thought they were all re worked really well together, actually. I think if you took any of these segments out of it, I think it would make the episode a bit weird. I don't know. Like, from all the tree houses I've seen before, like uh, I'm starting to see the structure of each of the segments within the episode. And I think all of these work really well together because of how different they are and different horror things they reference. And yeah. yeah. Do we miss the wraparounds? No, we uh, don't. No. no, no, no. Okay. We don't. Yeah. No, I think that uh, especially, um, I feel like there was a recent wraparound in a in a treehouse that like kind of wasn't that interesting. 
Um, or maybe just that they, they haven't done it in a while, have they? No, not really. I like the intro for this one, the sensor. I think that's a very funny little intro. Yeah. Um, and that's all I needed, I think. Ditto. Uh, uh, I, I really, I, I love, because you, you get a huge laugh of him being like, <laughs> no. No. That's, it's just great. It's, <laughs> it's he's, great, yeah. he's great, and then he gets stabbed, and then we're into the Simpsons trials of horror, and it's a, it's a great intro. It's, it's really all you need to set the tone. It also feels like they, uh, and maybe it's, you know, the whole, the commercials are longer now, and that's, that's a reason, but it feels like because there's no wraparounds that each segment is slightly longer. And yeah. so they have a don't feel quite as rushed as some of the segments have in the past. They have just a few seconds more of breathing room, and it yeah. and it's really helpful. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, should we should we just talk about the segments individually then? Let's do it. The Omega Man. Okay, this 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 segment rules, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a. Uh, it's a direct parody of the Omega Man with Charlton Heston. Mm-hmm. Yes, which and, is a uh, adaptation of I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. Yes, um, is it? I, it had like a few titles. The Last Man on Earth. Yeah, that's the Vincent Price one. That's what it yeah. was called, the Vincent Price one. Was, yeah. And then they used that as the tagline for I Am Legend: The Last Man on Earth is not alone. Yeah, it's just also, this they, weird series like keeps like coming up with like spinning around back to its original titles. Yeah. <laughs> also, the uh, I Am Legend was uh, in production with Arnold Schwarzenegger for a long time. Thank God it's Will Smith. It's one yeah. of his best performances. <laughs> He's really good at it. Um, yeah. We can talk a little bit about that movie because this is it's it's tangentially related. He is legend. He is legend, and. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think that movie is really, really great for about an hour. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think the ending really um I know this is a popular opinion. The ending is not good. It's hard to it's and it's it, to be fair, it is hard to end that story. Yeah. Well, there was an original <laughs> <laughs> I feel <laughs> is it I feel like the original end like the, the ending based on the, the, the actual novel is is the way to end that movie. The one they be, filmed? Yeah. And put on the DVD. And then, and then we're like, oh, we can't do that. That's sad. We can't have Will Smith be a villain. He's been sad the whole movie. That's the <laughs> the whole movie is about you taking things away from him. <laughs> Why give him anything? But the whole the whole idea, and I'm sure you guys know this, but just maybe for our listeners, the whole idea with that movie is uh he, you know, he thinks he's last person alive. Mm-hmm. There's all these mutants, these are like vampire type creatures uh that he's killing he's killing them and eventually he realizes at the end that they're actually like pretty like they have high sentience they aren't just mindless killers they have like families and they have like wants and desires and he's actually the monster in their storybooks that's killing them he is legend that's the whole fucking point it is and the and the ending misses it (laughs) The ending misses yeah. it. The ending makes it like, ah, oh, he's a legend because he stopped them. <laughs> he, he he destroyed them all. They were yeah. the legend now. They were always bad. They're always bad. Everyone yeah. who isn't Will Smith is bad. That's the lesson. Uh, yeah. So he sells uh, both of the endings, though. Which I mean, is he does. He's a, yeah. he's, a, he's a movie star. He's a very yeah. good movie star. Maybe and the then, best. Of course, the you know the rap at the end is a bit misguided. I think. But, yeah. Uh. Yeah. uh, uh Bit of a legend, y'all. DJ Khaled. (laughs) (laughs) 
Go back yeah, and but... listen to it. It's there. <laughs> that was the time when Khaled was just trying to do everything. Yeah. So everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, don't do it. It's like, no. But so, no. Here's, so here's something about like this kind of because uh, this concept, this like last man on earth concept, yeah. is a is like a trope in a sense, right? Um, there was a whole TV show with Will Forte called The Last Man on Earth. I don't know if anyone watched it. I watched uh, six or seven episodes. I watched like the first two episodes. The first episode I thought was brilliant. Yeah. Because it's literally just Will Forte. And it's like, what, like, how are they going to make a TV show out of this? And they do it. They fucking do it. And then they get scared and they bring in a bunch of other humans. And that's <laughs> what like just kind of bugs me about this concept in general is it always seems to happen that way. It's never actually one person left alive and they're trying to figure shit out. It's at some point, usually in the third act, it's like, oh, surprise, other people are here too. Mm. Uh, or, you know, in the case of this episode, which I mean is taken directly from the Omega Man, it's like, oh, it's mute. They're, they all turn into mutants. And, or the Simpson family is still alive. Uh, you know, and it's fine. I mean, obviously it's fine in this context. It's a comedy uh, mm -hmm. little segment. But just in general, in a broad sense, it always bugs me that no one will just like, like, uh, go with it. Just be like, no, one person left alive. Let's see what happens. Let's have an arc. Let's have a story just do using that. There always has this need to bring someone back in or bring characters in. Your issue with this uh, very, very niche subgenre trope is exactly mine. Yeah. That's why I stopped watching Last Man on Earth. Yeah, they brought in like tons of more people. Yeah, because it's like, it's oh, like, that's not the title of the show anymore. It's yeah, it's not the title of the show. Also, it's just a sitcom now. Yeah, it's just a normal, normal sitcom with buddies ripping on each other. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, next, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I just, I just wish they, they'd be like these, these movies would be able to do that. It's um. It's almost like you have to do um, a Mad Max style thing where where dialogue is only uttered when it is absolutely vital. Mm -hmm. When you when there's no other way to do it, you have to say something, and that's that's when you start that that's when you can speak. Uh, I think Castaway does a pretty good job of it. For... I was just about to bring that up. My favorite part of Castaway is the island part like it's I, everyone's like, favorite part there's been times where i've fast forwarded through the beginning like past the crash and like just watch that part of the movie it's an incredible like, performance yeah and uh, yeah let's let's see some of those last person on earth <laughs> movies where they actually are yeah yeah well, I did a I did a whole uh, trivia round yesterday. Speaking of about lonely movies, and Castaway was one of them. Ah. Uh, movie, oh, movies where it's primarily one person uh, throughout the movie. I Am Legend was also referenced. Uh, uh, what were some of the other ones? Uh, Buried with Ryan uh, Ryan Reynolds. Locked. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Locked. Yeah. Uh, All is Lost is a great movie with just one person for most mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. Cool guys, these are fun. <laughs> These are all depressing movies. <laughs> Moon? Moon was another one? Moon's a huge bummer. Yeah. Sam, Sammy rocks. Yeah. He's on the moon. Uh, just waiting to go home, and he never will. No. Spoiler alert, I guess? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
whatever. There's a bigger spoiler you could say about that movie. Um, yeah. That we won't. So anyway. Uh, uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Um, so this this segment, though. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I like the, um, obviously, the like post-bomb segment or uh, story quite a bit. I like uh, again, recognizable like when... characters in skulls and yeah. like their skeletons. Right. So did this bomb, this bomb like disintegrated everybody's flesh? Yeah. Is that the idea? Yeah. yeah. It was an <laughs> Intel inside neutron bomb. And what those things do is they disintegrate human flesh only uh, and leave buildings standard, standing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so dark. So it's dark. great. Uh, Cause I love how there's like people literally like not like in traffic uh, in movie theaters, in church, like people are just were just like doing their normal. It's not like you know they were panicking or anything. They just they just they they're dead now. Yep. Boop, <laughs> Boop skeleton. Uh, and it's a it's also like a, a a line that I that I've quoted many many times. The oh I've wasted my life. Yeah. <laughs> There's some oh, wonderful the quotable lines in the just in this in before the bomb even goes off. Like yeah, for sure. I bet I get blamed for this. <laughs> uh ready aim and he like does the <laughs> right <laughs> that one yeah and oh, frogs <laughs> yeah uh, and Fran- france's frogs yeah france's <laughs> frogs uh, <laughs> and he calls them like you eloquent savages or something <laughs> it's very funny it's very funny it's it's very funny and um oh the the, the it starts with such a great joke. The the honored hippo, and he's like, stupid hippo. <laughs> so silly. Stupid hippo, stupid frogs. I built a bomb shelter. I'm not going to use that. Fine, don't. All right, I won't. <laughs> and the Gary um, Larson calendar? Gary Larson calendar. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, it also made its way into my quoting vernacular for years and yep. years and years. <laughs> this episode rules. Oh, this prime rib. Um, the withstandinator. As he's, there's one thing that I wish that he did was I wish they did a one, two, three of him having fun alone. Yeah, right. Movies, church, and that's it. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. that I guess you could count tr- punching someone in traffic. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Still got it. Still got it. <laughs> <laughs> What is it? <laughs> Able to punch someone's head off. Obviously. Oh, right, of course. He's clearly of course. done it before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, Homer's murdered before. In, because of traffic. And he'll do it again. And he'll do it again. Uh, but yeah, the mutants show up. Uh, I still enjoy it. I'm, you know, I, I don't want to be a downer, but like, I'm less interested in the story as soon as that happens. Me too. Then I see their Mad Max car and I'm back on. <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty uh, bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flame drag racer. Just ridiculous. <laughs> like, why would they? What is this? What is happening? I don't care. It's funny. Uh, I I also, yeah. And then, like, the, the family surviving is also something I'm like, okay. Like, <laughs> They're like, like, it's just weird. It's just one of those weird, like, silly jokes for me where it's like, oh, the lead paint or whatever. It's a bomb shelter. It's like, all right, whatever. Like, (laughs) they're poor. Um, Why were they just sitting in the house the whole time when clearly the world's on fire? They didn't even go looking for Homer. Like, 
I do like that they just gun down the entire that zombie horde. I love that part. I love uh, you know now. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. Um, it's, it's like a reference to Charlotte Heston being such a gun-toting maniac too. <laughs> How many double barrel shotguns go, do you want? Go crazy with the skin eating. <laughs> you do. You do. You 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 forget the love. <laughs> Um, I don't know. Do we have anything else to say? Do you want to do a favorite joke from this segment? Hell yeah. <laughs> um, mine's the Gary Larson calendar. Right. I love how many times he said he goes through it because it's, I think it's six. I think he goes through six different ones and he yeah, just gets, and Dan just says it a different way every time and it's funnier yeah. every time. It's great. <laughs> what are you, Raga? Uh, I like that one a lot too. I also liked, Oh, I've wasted my life. That was <laughs> that was that was uh, pretty great. And like Homer did, like going on a uh, a tear through town to like releasing all his impulses, and each one is like more dastardly than the next. Like Dad's naked at church. I'm like, oh yeah, there you go. That's how you celebrate everything's come down. That was pretty great. <laughs> uh, my favorite part is uh, as soon as Homer realizes everyone's dead, and he goes. Little Bart, little Lisa, little Marge, and the rest. Just that whole that whole thing is so funny to me. Like first, like little Bart, and he's swinging a bat. Yeah. And you're like, okay. And then it's little Lisa, and she's doing the same thing. You're like, huh? And then little Marge, and she <laughs> she like whips yeah. it. And the rest, and it's like the dog, the cat, and the TV. And Maggie. And Maggie, yeah. Uh, so funny. I just love like it's so absurd and ridiculous but it's so yeah. funny just the like the bat the swinging baseball bats i love that it's a Marge swing missing. and a miss yeah it's a swing and a miss and uh that's just everything it's so good yeah oh fly versus fly fly versus fly well we talked about the film that is uh being parodied in Omega man so we might as well do that here um, the fly the fly both the original and the cronenberg which is yeah. i like i like the 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 mashup of it um the animation of the teleportation devices are i think is very good and uh, pretty spot on to cronenberg's the fly i've only seen cronenberg's fly once because mm-hmm. i can't Same. bring myself to watch it again because it's it so is, gross it's so gross <laughs> yucky it's yucky but it is it, it, the thing is like if if you were to ask me about it, I could vividly describe to you so many scenes in that film mm-hmm. because it's just it's it's so easy because they're so gross. Ugh. Um, the what about the original? The original I have only ever seen that. Help me help me uh, oh that part yeah oh, it was being so creepy it was being played on a on like a clip in a video store once and that's, yeah, that's, so that's the only the... part i've seen ryan have you seen the original fly uh a long time ago it's been yeah. a while i saw it as a kid and it traumatized me that moment uh is the end of the movie yeah i don't know if you know that uh i did know that yeah yeah and it's basically like showing uh that <laughs> the um the fly, you know, that fl- flew away is now like trapped in a spider web and is about to be devoured. And then it, he is devoured. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like it's, it's so disturbing. Like the way, like the help me, help me. And then like, and then he goes like, no, please. No. no," And like is screaming as the spider's like eating him. And I'm like, Oh, mom, dad, help. (laughs) I'm like, why am I watching this? Um, so very, very disturbing. Uh, but yeah, that's the that's the the OG fly, and that's the only part I remember. But because it scarred me. Yeah. But uh, and I also remember the ritual I, uh, took place in Montreal. Oh, Montreal. <laughs> Montreal. Uh, I I remember watching this episode, the Simpsons episode, and it like it was like PTSD. It was like when bart is doing the help me help me bit i was like oh no (laughs) i remember that part in the movie i hated it it all comes flooding back all comes flooding back but then what bart does is funny so (laughs) sucker and the spider (laughs) (laughs) taking his fist uh honestly to me i think that's a high point of the uh, uh, of the entire segment and I actually think it runs a little bit out of gas for me after that because I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's a good curtain moment." Like a weird, like weirdly, because like the 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 new fly is settled and Bart seems to be having a good time as a fly. <laughs> in a in a in like I guess th- this is me being more like a modern Halloween episode would might have just ended it there, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's goes like, on a bit more. yeah, because it is the end of the original fly, and it is a good subversion of the ending mm-hmm. of the original fly, and maybe maybe that's why I'm just expecting it because it's such a good ending. Yeah, mm-hmm. I do really like the joke where it's like it takes them less than an hour to be completely accepting of uh, fly <laughs> <No>. bar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just like, well, all right, yeah, <laughs> and like not until like fi- like Bart fly bard is like is like lisa and she's like what i let him share my toothbrush like stuff like that where it's like you guys just bought in that this is bart yeah do you want more syrup I mean, the pants are the pants are a dead giveaway they sure are i love that she hits him on the head with a broom that's, that's so funny <laughs> <laughs> it's like her first instinct is yeah it starts hitting him with a broom <laughs> it's so good oh man um i love i love uh homer's antics with the with the teleporter oh yeah, yeah. Uh, before the before the fly part even starts um so that's, in... that seems like such a writer's room like what like <laughs> let's let's think of various things homer could do with this teleporter and i love the like the implication that he because it's the whole idea is oh this is gonna like he's lazy and it's like this is gonna make me do things more lazy but really in reality he's lugging that thing around everywhere <laughs> he had so to much more it. effort he had to haul it up the stairs yeah have to go up the stairs in the t- <laughs> so funny these stairs used to make bedtime a grueling chore <laughs> and he's on fire not anymore <laughs> baby oh and when he reaches into the fridge to get beer but grabs cat medicine <laughs> and he loves it oh yeah that's good <laughs> um and the the one <laughs> the like a weird a weird like uh um not callback but just like almost like homage to the crab juice uh oh yeah thing. yeah you know like it's a weird like one two in this season where like 
two different times homer has drank something that we as the audience are like that's gross and he's like this is delicious (laughs) (laughs) we should keep an eye out if they do more of those this season (laughs) oh yeah definitely um the the, the, it's funny like the thing that the like for for marge to be like no this is the last straw you can't do that is he like starts he just unzips his, into yeah it. he unzips his pants in the living room and yeah i love that he because he, he he puts the one in the in the bathroom and then he has the other one in the living room and he's like i'm gonna do it right in front of marge yeah <laughs> like, he easily could have put it anywhere else that's the one the where he also like punches lisa in the face when he's Kablamo. like Kablamo. that means she must have been sitting on the toilet <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> and so, got, you know, what's this weird what's this thing doing here anyway i'm gonna go we'll have to pee and yeah. punch in the face punch. It's like what is happening <laughs> it was your mother uh that's that's a and good see, one that's one of those moments where like in a normal episode i'd be like fucking homer like piece of shit but in this, it's funny because yeah. it's out of canon. In, in this episode, he has a teleporter. Yeah. In crazy. the movie, The Fly, does um, do, does the teleporter ever work, or is that the first, like his like his first try going through it? Does he get merged with the fly? I can't remember. I can't remember either. Um, I think in the original, like he like works his way up to animals and like it works with animals. He's like, it's time to test it on myself. What about in Cronenberg's? Cause that's what they're taking the, the look of the teleporter from. I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. Yeah. I feel, yeah. Like, I feel like it, it is like the first time he goes through, but he doesn't realize the fly is in there. Right. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like this where it's like, as soon as he comes out, he's a fly person. He comes out like, and he's like, wow, it worked. But it's like the idea is that the DNA is like starting to splice or to like merge with him. And that's why he slowly is transforming. Um, and then of course, like the ending is, uh, he like merges with the transporter. Yeah. And it's awful. Call. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's like, and, and then he's like, please kill me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and spoiler, she does. Yeah. And Ugh. then has a dream and it's the worst. Yep. Yeah. Ugh. And Cronenberg. that's what the second fly is about. Cronenberg, everybody. Cronenberg. Treasure. Oh my God. It's gross. Oh my god! <laughs> when he's having that arm wrestle with the guy in the bar and just snaps his oh, arm in half. God. Oh my god! That's so gross. Holy oh. crow, guys! Cronenberg uh. is in uh, uh, Jason X. Yes, I did. And he's, he's like he's like, a, he's an, like an actual, actor in the beginning. He's yeah. an actual part. It's not like a cameo. Yeah. It's like a, a an actual part with lines. He's like, "Hello, uh, hello, Jason. Uh, I'm gonna imprison you." And then he, he does have a distinct look. Free and kills him. He's yeah, he looks, he looks he looks he's like, like Lynch. a mad scientist. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like David Lynch. They both have like this really crazy mad scientist thing going on. Yeah. Only I think Lynch is a little bit more funny than his look is a little bit more humorous than Cronenberg's. Mm-hmm. Whereas Cronenberg mm-hmm. just looks like he's pure evil. Yeah. Some of it like uh, a movie that I always love Cronenberg's is, is Eastern Promises, because it's oh. just so it's so the inverse of what he did before, but it's still the same of just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like, he saves what? it all. He saves all of it till one moment. He does. Yeah. And like, it's the bathhouse fight. He saves up all of his body horror for that. Ugh. And he's like, he's everything is so beautifully restrained in that movie until it's not. Yeah. And then it's just History like of violence. Uh, Cronenberg as well. It sure is. Yeah. 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 It's uh the first part of his Vigo trilogy. Yeah, his Vigo, his Vigo stint. <laughs> yeah, uh, I would love to see them work together again. Uh, because I like all three of those movies. Mm-hmm. Did you like a dangerous one? method? I did like a dangerous method. 
Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was. I I like Vigo in it. I like Bassbender, and I like Kira Knightley. I think she's doing a lot, but I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He's. Yeah. I wish he would make another. I wish he would make another movie. He's not exactly a uh, studio guy, though. Yeah, Dangerous Method is my is my least favorite, but it's so exciting to see Cronenberg do something like that. And also, like, uh, yeah, Vigo Mortensen in that movie is is so good. Yeah. Like, is. He's yeah, working with awesome. with three very willing actors at the top <laughs> of their game at the time, yeah. um, and like Kira Knightley's doing is doing all of the body horror in that movie, yeah. and it's clearly a very difficult role to play. So mm-hmm. I can see why people wouldn't like that film. I mean, I don't. It, it is also my number three on the on the trilogy list. Yeah. It goes for me. It goes as they as they were released. That's how that's the movies that I like. I, History of Violence yeah. was my favorite movie for a long, long time. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think that's a good allocation. It's uh, yeah. It was it, it. It was like when I saw that movie, I was like, oh, this is how a ninety minute movie needs to be made. Mm-hmm. It it says it says everything. Ed Harris should be in it, yeah. and um, you. You could you could die, Joey. Yeah, do that. <laughs> you could do that. <laughs> and a, and a great character actor, or not a character actor, William Hurt. Yeah, <laughs> a movie star comes yeah. in at the end for five minutes and gets an Oscar nomination. Yeah, he's so. <laughs> Remember that? How do you fuck that up? He's he's great. He's great yeah. in that in that film and. Uh, just talking about it makes me want to watch it again because it's been years since I've seen it. Oh, good. And I still have it on really DVD. Thanks, <laughs> on a versatile disc. That's right. I'll never buy another movie. <laughs> That's not true. I'm really sad I missed the Blu-ray train because I watched a movie on Blu-ray the other day. What do you mean the Blu-ray train? Well, you know when Blu-rays were coming out? Yeah. I mean, they still are. Yeah. But I kind of missed the, the train on that. No, you didn't. You mean I can still get some? Yeah. Cool! Pretty easily, actually. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, favorite joke of this segment? <laughs> uh, oh, mine was... Uh, <laughs> uh, the spider is one of them. Like, the him doing the fists like shaking his fists at him but the other one i really like is just the whole bit with floyd the robot yeah at the beginning you were programmed for scrubbing like like he puts a little sold sign on himself and starts to wheel himself (laughs) i just love i love robots and simpsons they're very good at making like robots weird and funny yeah and uh yeah and then he's like uh not so fast floyd you were built for scrubbing and scrubbing you shall do and he gets sad. He like hangs his head and goes to do his chores. It's so great. I just love Floyd. Poor little robot. Um, honestly, mine mine's the mine's the price tag on the transporter. Thirty five cents. It's uh, it's it's for two dollars. Right. Uh, it's, only, it, only teleports matter. Yeah. Uh, I love that scene. Just Homer haggling for the transporter mm-hmm. and doing the classic Homer thing where it's like, I must warn you, this is a cursed item. And it's like, I already bought it. Shut up. I said, I'll take it. Yeah. And he does. And it's fine. <laughs> 35 cents. 35 cents. Uh, at least Frank got 35 cents off of it. He did. <laughs> yeah. Ryan. 
uh i loved all the teleporter gags those were super fun uh especially i i like the the one where he's like a, he's punched. <laughs> i i laughed really hard at it. you heard it here first ryan likes when eight-year-olds get punched in the face I, it was just like it was a good setup and everything like that and then like it went to like it was your brother <laughs> <laughs> i think it's just because i laughed a lot at it it was obviously awful but you know <laughs> much to alan's things like any other thing would be like oh but it's but it's non-canon, so it's like it's funny. It's a little skit. It's like the Roadrunner. Yeah, and he's an axe murderer at the end anyway. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll teach you to mess with my machine. That cost right. me thirty-five cents. I'll ch- I'll chop you good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll psycho. Ch- I'll chop you good. Oh boy. So the final segment, easy yes. bake oven. I liked this segment a lot more than I remembered. Yeah, it was it was one that I was uh, that it was, when I when the title came up, I was like, I remember this one. I remember it being fine at best. Yeah, but it's pretty good. I think it's a I think it's the not the best one. I think they get like uh, this is a I think this is a thing in <laughs> most load. of they the front tr- load. they front load. Yeah, in most yeah. of the Treehouse episodes and in any of the segmented episodes, they front load because they know that's where their ratings are going to be. Uh, I, I like this one. I think uh, the key thing for me with this one is that it's like, it's almost two different stories, right? <clears throat> and I really like the first part that they don't spend enough time on, in my opinion, where it's literally just like a, a play on the Salem witch trials and everyone being like, she's a witch. Like, <laughs> you know, that sounds like witch talk to me. Like, that's very <laughs> funny. <clears throat> as soon as they, as soon as like Marge is revealed to be a witch, it becomes a different kind of kind of story. Uh, which isn't like bad per se, but I just, I, I, I kind of wish they went a bit further with the, just the uh, paranoia and like the crucible and like, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of, that kind of uh, feeling because I really, I just lo- like, especially when like Lisa's like, uh, if they were witches, wouldn't they just use their powers to get away? That sounds like witch talk to me. Never mind. <laughs> very, like, Lisa's very like in character, but also like, in that world, she realizes as soon as someone might like says that sounds like witch. I was like, no, 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 nope, not a witch, nope, because mm-hmm. you'll get burned or uh, tossed over ledge or yeah. or worse, you'll get drowned with a duck. <laughs> <laughs> sure, <laughs> she floats. She's a witch, and I love the even the, even the Marge trial, quote unquote, is like you know. Here's how it's gonna work. We're gonna push you off this ledge, and uh, if you if you're not a witch, you will fall to a good Christian death. However, if you are a witch, you will u- surely use your powers to fly away. In which case, you will report back here for, for burning, <laughs> for torture and punishment. For torture and punishment, right? It's so funny. Like it's such a great like again, just like kind of parody about that whole <clears throat> pardon me that whole um, idea of the craziness of the witch trials. Yeah, and you're right. The, the The beginning of the segment is the most interesting part. However, when Marge is revealed, I think that's when that that's that's when when I when I was first watching this, I, that's when it started to lose me. Uh, and she goes back, but then it's like it's Patty and Selma, and I'm like, that's fun. This gives Julie Kavner a lot to play with, and every time that Julie Kavner is doing a scene between her and her sisters, I am just blown away, because she is it it. When we were talking about the the movie, 
you were like, it seemed like her voice was hurting because of the amount of takes that she was required to do. And her voice hurts every time she has to do Patty and Selma. And, <laughs> and I think about it every time now. And she gives great performances every time she is asked to do so. And then we get to go to the Flanders when they <laughs> go out and trick or treat for eating children, <laughs> which is so funny. <laughs> like, don't worry, Daddy. You did the best you could. That's so. That's so funny. That's so funny that they just give Rod and Todd to the witches without even asking, without it being like, "Please, no." It's like, no. Here, they, here you go. Well, we got to give you our children. We were just. What You're were they witches. going to do? We were. What? What were the? What was their plan before <laughs> they were going to eat the kids? Oh, uh, we were just going to steal their shoes. Yeah, steal their <laughs> shoes, but a good idea is a good idea. And then they're... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, I... I also love the the subtle like uh, mention of, uh, uh, if, if only we didn't fill up on children before we got to the Flanders house. So they've eaten a lot of kids yeah. already. Enough <laughs> to fill up. And she yeah. burps. That's dark. I love it. <laughs> dark. Yeah. I agree with you about the the crucible, Alan, and and stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, I always go back to like what I enjoy most within the horror compendium that I've collected in in my mind, and what I've what's kind of resonated with me with the most have been witch movies, <laughs> like Blair Witch Project, The Witch. Um, there's a few other ones that I'm probably just not mentioning. Well, Blair Witch but... Two, The Book of Shadows. Oh yeah, well that of course. I mean that goes without saying. <laughs> <laughs> But it's just such a good. Um... Did you see that movie? I just I, sorry. <laughs> Did I see the Blair Witch Two: Book of yeah. Shadows? Yeah. <laughs> that movie's insane. It's so. There's a really great uh, essay, video essay about like, here's how it actually might be good that I watch <laughs> uh, every Halloween. That is really really well because like Walter Goggins is in it and a few other people. Is he really? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. And... Like I saw it when it came out. I don't remember any actors, but I just remember it being like. Cause I love Blair Witch so much. And it was like, Oh, they're doing another one. Yeah, of course. Sign me up. And then yeah, they, it was like kids in the movie were researching the movie. Yeah. It was very meta and weird. And it wasn't originally supposed to be a Blair Witch movie. And they just like added it on like the script yeah. was originally something different anyway. Yeah. That's like the, the, the creators wanted to do something completely different. They wanted to like reference everything that made like added basically to the, there's a lot of cool things that add to the Blair Witch mythos actually within that movie that are like, kind of throwaways because it's like terrible because of what they <laughs> did was terrible but um but yeah it's just like um i love i love focus pocus that's another way yeah and like i would say like the crucible is a horror play like it's yeah it's like it's it's i saw it when they did it through calgary and they did a really good job of making it the paranoia scary like that was the witch kind of uh thing in it and um there's this cool thing I like to say within horror like where these things called entity stories where the creator knows all the rules and they know what it does which whatever and they don't really let on they tell through action what happens and stuff and um and I love I love uh the Salem witch trials and uh, all that kind of stuff even the architecture is really like scary and dark and it's just like everybody's trying to be good Christian but like why did you build things that look like something scary would live in there. <laughs> like, just, it looks so scary. Why did you build so your spooky. entire house to look as oppressive as possible? Yeah. 
It's like that's how it gets you. That's how. <laughs> that's how you let the entity in. Yeah, it's like this. Looks, this looks homey. You have oppressive architecture, and your brain is going to start oppressing you. You become. I didn't know you're such an architecture fan, Greg. <laughs> this is. I just. This is a good horror. I just like a good building. You like a good, a good horror movie play. idea. What's that? Like, like someone is like building, like as an architect, and they build like spooky, you know, Victorian houses and shit. And it's like, why are you building it this way? And it turns out it's because they like they need to build them to let these demons in. Like, Ooh. you know what I mean? Like, it turns out the the architect is actually like on the side of like demons and and evil evil entities. And it's copyright, like, that's copyright. why I build them this way. Yeah. All right, trademark. He's building hell mouths. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. It's called the movie's called The Architect. Let's go working on the on the treatment, gentlemen. I love it. It should be, it should be called brutalism. Like that's that's the name of <laughs> it's just like what? And then you find out it's the architecture. Oh. Brutalism is kind of cool though. It's like it's kind of the it's kind of like a mirror of the that old fashioned stuff where it's like this is the, we have like the Victorian stuff made of stone, and this is what the people of the in the sixties thought that the future would look like. It's not. There you no. go. They were wrong, as most of the people in the sixties were. But but what if it's because they predicted it that they were wrong? Yeah, well, maybe. These... You know, it's the whole it's the whole idea of uh, if you know if you know when you're gonna die, maybe you'll change. Maybe that won't be how you die. Are you talking about the movie Countdown now? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nope, never heard of that movie. <laughs> oh, it's where they where uh where where there's an app that that's called Countdown. Oh, right. I re- okay, I remember hearing about it. I never yeah. saw it. I, it's yeah. like Final Destination for smartphones. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm on board. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you and all of America, I guess. <laughs> uh Favorite joke from this segment? Uh, my, uh I think mine is the, I wish we didn't fill up on all those kids. <laughs> yep. Uh, I really like, for some reason, the part where they go to the Flatter's house and it's like, it's like, who is it, witches? And uh, like, we're here to eat your kids or whatever. He's like, all right, come on in. And look at this. And he like holds up a cross and they're like, oh, please. <laughs> like, for some reason, that's really funny to me. Like, he's so like, ah, I got you. And they're like, no, that's, we don't care. <laughs> couldn't care less uh right uh yeah i agree with that like i love the whole ned flanders sequence that their house that's you did the best you could <laughs> he's hiding behind Maud the whole time yeah is just such a coward <laughs> <laughs> there's a um there's a very subtle thing in the episode where edna has a scarlet letter oh yeah that was great on her like yep. if you if if you didn't notice it, then it's like, it's it's but it it is there, and that's that's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also like the very end where Homer just says she's a witch. Yeah, <laughs> and just stands <laughs> there, runs away. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's classic jerk ass Homer in yep. in a good way. Yep, he can do it in these in these non canon things. He sure can. As soon as he does it outside of it, he's mm-hmm. the worst, and I hate mm-hmm. the show. And uh, you know what? Mm-hmm. After this, I um I let Disney Plus play. Oh. And I did watch the Cartridge Family today. <laughs> I watched it today. 
Why would you do that to yourself? Uh, to prepare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> uh, the next episode, Ryan, uh, it's called The Cartridge Family. It's essentially Homer buys a gun. And uh, it's probably my least favorite episode of the series. Oh. Uh, and that's including, like, ones I've seen in the zombie years, you know? Like, I'm like... Oh because this one's still like square in when I'm watching it regularly and still a big fan. And like, mm-hmm. this is the season, this is the whole reason why this season like really like lets me down uh, cool. in general. Um, there's some bright spots throughout the season, but as a whole, I don't like it. And this episode is a big reason why. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, it's in my opinion, the birth of jerk ass Homer, uh, like permanently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he doesn't come back from it. In my opinion, there's been like, inklings of jerk ass homer before this where he's a just a mean 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 guy mm-hmm. um but he like will sometimes like at least have some kind of uh um redemption mm-hmm. or he'll in the next episode he's nice again but after this it seems like he doesn't come back and i might be wrong i might be wrong because i haven't watched the whole season in a while and there might be other episodes past cartridge family where i really like homer again um but i can't recall just looking at the episode titles i can't recall that happening so we'll see we will see on that passionate note i can't wait for the next episode (laughs) which you all should be listening to because these guys put in good work and it's a great (laughs) podcast what are you doing (laughs) fashion subscribe rate do it brian brian sit down (laughs) no i'm angry (laughs) this is more (laughs) thank you that means a lot (laughs) appreciate your Um, passion well, before we uh, kind of wrap things up, we'll do reference desk. Yeah, let's do it. It's always a full desk on these ones. It sure is. Uh, so, of course, NBC and CBS are other networks that the censor mentions. Com- uh, com- com- competition. That's right. <laughs> uh, we, we mentioned a lot of these, but I'm just going to go over them to be uh, safe. Uh, the Omega Man and I Am Legend, uh, Last Man on Earth, like that whole kind of thing is what the first segment is all based on. Uh, Gary Larson uh, created The Far Side. Most likely it was a Far Side calendar um aquaman uh comic book bo- comic book guy references he can't marry someone without gills they're of two different <laughs> worlds um <laughs> uh homer watches a farley spade movie uh perhaps tommy boy i don't remember that scene in tommy boy. I, I wasn't sure if it was like a direct reference to one of those movies uh i know tommy boy pretty well uh black sheep i don't know as well and they've been in a couple others but they were like a common duo uh in this era mm-hmm. <laughs> It and, looks uh, like what Spade and Farley wear for most of Tommy Boy. Yeah, like so the, I think like they they modeled it, but I don't remember a B segment, so I'm pretty <laughs> sure that was made up. Uh, but I do love that. Like you shouldn't have put Farley in charge of the bees. <laughs> um, Homer listens to War. What is it good for in the uh, in the church? Um, Greg, you mentioned this. They have a Mad Max esque vehicle. The mutants do. Uh, Johnny and Edgar Winter are uh, pale faced goo- goons or whatever yeah. um, that he runs over. <laughs> they're just <laughs> they're just touring musicians. Um, and then we got the second segment, Spy versus Spy, uh, is what the title is based on. Oh yeah, um, it's even white and Mad black magazine. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, more the plot, of course, based on the Fly, both the original and the Cronenberg. Um, Floyd the Droid. Uh, apparently that was a there was a video game called Floyd the Droid or some kind of game called Floyd the Droid. So like that's part of it. But also he's modeled after uh, Robbie the Robot from Lost in Space, which is often what they model their robots off of. Um, there was also a, a 
android or a robot named Floyd in the show Planetfall. So there's a bunch of different kind of mixture and mingles of references to that one one joke. Um, Homer has, uh, this might be a stretch, but he says, Lenny says, as if, don't go there or whatever. It's kind of a clueless. <laughs> clueless was fairly uh, in the zeitgeist at this time, so it could have been a clueless reference. Um, I also just wanted to mention that because I love that joke where it's like, a good one, Dad. <laughs> well, Lenny said it. Yeah, that's a great. That's a, <laughs> thank you for not letting that go yeah. un, unnoticed. That's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> and then the final segment, of course, is based on uh, many things, uh, mostly the Salem Witch Trials and the Crucible. Um, but it also, the title is based on Easy Bake Oven, which was a uh, popular kids oven where you cooked little tiny cupcakes we had one yeah yeah my sister had one i had a creepy crawlers which was the same thing but you made creepy crawlers that you didn't eat yeah Yeah, because boys don't bake is what i'm trying to say i wanted i wanted a creepy crawlers so bad the squirmy and wormy and purple and green the grossest (laughs) little creatures that you've ever seen creepy crawlers i had a a metal molders too and put many holes in my parents carpet (laughs) oh man i burned myself so many times with creepy crawlers Oh, that shit's so it's dangerous. Not a safe toy. Oh, it's wild. <laughs> um, and then um, uh, Macbeth is mentioned uh, with just based because of the Eye of Newt uh, gag. Uh, mm-hmm. If it was up to you, it'd be all all Newt. And there's all <laughs> and there's three sisters. There is, yeah, like three witches. Yeah, I mean that's like that's become such a common, just a double double toil and trouble. You know, like that whole thing is just so tied to witches because of Macbeth. So. Yeah. Um, and I have Newt as well. Uh, Hansel and Gretel as well with eating children, um, which is eating children. Uh, and then this is a weird, subtle one, but uh, in the show Bewitched, uh, the uh, like other witches would always mispronounce the uh, title or the um, human husband's name. Uh, and Durwood is often one they would they would call him. And so that's what uh, Selma says. Oh, you're finally rid of Durwood. It's like oh, Homer. <laughs> oh, wow. I love that name. <laughs> I think it's the funniest name for someone who has the intelligence of a block of wood. Durwood? Yeah. Durwood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finally, uh, Homer's dressed in the I Dream of Jeannie. Uh, of course, that's yeah, what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's your references. I was trying to place it. I was like, is it the uh the, the like the is it referencing itself with like the what, what's the who's the dancer's name in the oh, princess cashmere yeah cashmere yeah um because it looks similar but it's definitely i dream of genie um awesome yeah uh episode mvp marge yeah i agree <laughs> i think i think it's marge <laughs> he's got like for like first of all the the final segment is she's great yeah mm-hmm. that whole segment but then like she's got two very good moments in the other segments the first one is her whiffing her her bat mm-hmm. uh and the second one is her hitting bart fly with a broom just immediately yeah <laughs> yeah i concur all right march is our undisputed champion of this episode here we go <laughs> So, Alan, what do you say? Thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs sideways? Oh, thumbs way up. Awesome. Highlight of the season. Might be might be my favorite episode of the season, which, like, I don't think any other time I've had a Treehouse as a favorite episode in any of my, yeah, 
yeah any of my top fives because usually the other episodes are just so good and the anthology is just like a fun little side thing even though there's often very good ones like the shinning one obviously is like uh, one of the best tree houses they've done um <laughs> and but f- for the season it's it's a bit harder for for me to uh name great ones and this mm. one is just like last top to bottom and i think it's a well-made episode and well plotted and it's just a lot of fun so yeah good yeah. work yeah. Yeah, they did it. Good work with the Treehouse uh, writers. Bad work with the rest. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Ryan, this is your second last episode. Oh, us. my goodness. Um, we got one more Treehouse of Horror for you to do, and that'll be oh. next season. Uh, if oh I remember God. correctly, it's bad. So, Oh, no. I want to check which one it is. This one was so good. I'll definitely watch this episode of Simpsons again. Uh, this might be a gateway kind of into the rest of the show for me. I don't know. Everything was everything just seems to be firing on all cylinders. Oh yeah, watch the rest of season nine. You'll love it. <laughs> so the three segments are in the next Halloween episode. Hell to pay. Okay. Yeah, I remember that one. The Terror of Tiny Toon. Which one's that? It's when they go into Itchy and Scratchy World. Oh dear. I don't the remember. magic uh remote control. I don't remember that at all really okay. yeah i really don't um yeah they put like plutonium in the remote control and it makes them like transport okay. into the tv okay yes okay jesus uh, and then starship poopers yeah it's not great oh that oh jerry man. springer you guys remember jerry springer yeah yeah it's um if you don't you'll remember in a year when we talk about it yeah <laughs> Oh boy. Maybe not a year. We might be done. We we're gonna keep going. Maybe September. <laughs> Maybe September, the way this fucking pandemic's going. Uh, Maybe by the time Halloween rolls around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be cool. That would be. Uh, that would be neat. Maybe. Cool for everybody. Yeah. For everyone. Absolutely everyone. <laughs> oh, well, Ryan, thank you so much for coming back on the show and uh, talking to us and making recommendations. Always a pleasure. This was a great episode. And uh, Bonnie Dale can be found on YouTube on the channel Riley's Reactions. Yeah. So if you search that, you'll be able to find Bonnie Dale. Have fun. Before Bonnie Dale finds you. Spooky. <laughs> no. <laughs> Greg, no. <laughs> In response to your theories, it's just, you know, be careful about the internet. That's right. <laughs> um, Alan, do you got a trivia coming up soon? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do uh, online trivia every Wednesday, so uh, if you want to come play, uh, just follow me on uh, Instagram or Facebook, uh, YYC Trivia. Uh, Facebook, it's Tailspin Trivia, and all the details are released every Wednesday about the Zoom room and, um, you know, how it works. Uh, it's been uh, pretty well attended every week, so, you know, 70 plus uh, households. It's growing. Um, uh, tuning in so if you want to come and try your luck uh, see how well you stack up against the heavy hitters there's some heavy hitter teams that often do very well so come come do it <laughs> dummies <laughs> awesome uh, but yeah next week uh, we're doing general knowledge again and then the week after that we're going to do our music trivia uh, with Ife, So awesome always a pleasure to see the doctor that's right yeah He's going to be on this season. He sure will. He's got a. Is it the next episode? No. No. We're not doing that. You talked Uh, him out of that? (laughs) Thank God. No. uh, Dumbbell Indemnity is one of his favorites from this season. Okay. So 
that's good. That's one we're going to slate him in for. That's good. It'll be good to see him. Yeah. Um, Mo, it's a Mo episode. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I remember it now. <laughs> it's the parking lot episode. It was like, check out that parking spot. Yeah. Isn't Ooh, that sweet? That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Um, yeah. I've got a couple of, um, there's, there's, I got a couple of songs on the internet now. There's just a couple new ones. I'm working on one right now. So if you're following us, you might be hearing those songs. Um, always good to get them out. And we also have today when this episode drops, uh, dropping the exact same day later on in the afternoon, we have our latest quarantine commentary edition. It is uh, Alan and I talking about the return of Jafar. Aladdin 2, Iago Boogaloo. <laughs> Starring Jason Alexander as Abysmal. And Dan Castellaneta as the genie. <laughs> They're bringing up the heavy uh, hitters. That's right. Yeah. So you can, of course, access that if you subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, two bucks a month gets you all of our content, including that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, we've already done Aladdin, and we're we're we have uh, King of Thieves coming up uh, next month. That's right. That movie's so, great. <laughs> so there you go. Um, <laughs> spoiler: King of Thieves devolves into a weird Oscar music game. Yeah, it's actually really fun. It's really fun because we completely <laughs> lose the thread. <laughs> We don't care about the movie by the end. <laughs> we just start talking about Oscar best songs. Um, uh, yeah. So, uh, oh, one other thing is uh, if you like old adventure games, please uh, find me on YouTube. Uh, I'm doing uh, Let's Play Adventure Games uh, where I just commentary and play through uh, old point and click games. Uh, point Click Repeat is my channel, and uh, I'm having a lot of fun doing it. Um, and, uh, it's uh, Gabriel Knight, Sins of the Fathers is the one I'm playing through right now. Uh, it's actually got some really good voice talent. Uh, Tim Curry plays Gabriel Knight. Um, Mark Hamill is uh, one of the detectives Classic. that you are friends with. Nice. Um, and the rest. But uh, <laughs> uh, Oh, uh, Leah Remini is also in it what? as uh, your assistant. Yeah, like they, they did a especially considering the, the last uh, game I played was Dagger of Amon-Ra where they had like very very bad voice acting. Um, and it's mostly because it was like just just hi- just make the Sierra people like the programmers do the voices, so they didn't uh, actually hire out professionals. Um, but uh, that being said, one of the uh, voice actors actually commented on uh, my my channel. Uh, hey, he was the he was actually the writer of Dagger of Amon Ra, and he, uh, he he Josh Mendel. He's also uh, the voice of many characters in that game, and the voice of King Graham in King's Quest V. Uh, a infamously poor uh, voice acting game, but uh, he, he was. I even t- told him this. I was like, you know, like people give you a lot of flack for your voice acting in those games, but like you were iconic for me as a kid. I was like, <laughs> you, like you are King Graham as far as I'm concerned. So, oh man, um, but yeah. So that was that was fun. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to follow along, uh, I've got time to do these, so. <laughs> fun playing through and uh gabriel knight is about like voodoo in new orleans so it's it's a kind of an interesting uh, storyline right now and of course you can follow us there on the socials at bad neighbors pod and you can uh find us on facebook at uh two bad neighbors uh simpsons podcast and uh you can email us at the hammock district on third at gmail.com numerical three and greg uh i would like to put a call out right now to all of our listeners to send in 
uh, like mailbag questions. We actually have a fair amount of uh, mailbags starting to pile up, but I figure once we get to the episode all singing, all dancing, that'll be a good time to do a mailbag segment. Yeah, so... I definitely won't watch the episode. <laughs> so <laughs> it'll be that's our clip show this season, uh, and it's very bad. And so we don't want to, uh, you know, have a waste of an episode as it were yeah. so i figure it's a good time to do a mailbag so if you have any questions for us if you're if you uh want to email us and ask us anything please do so we'll we'll compile them and we'll we'll go through uh hopefully all of them depending on how many we get anything um, burning simpsons questions movie questions other tv yeah. questions video game questions pop culture what? questions anything our lives yeah anything to keep us uh busy during a very very bad episode yeah <laughs> And that's uh, that episode's coming up, I think, in about five or six. So you got some time, fellows. Um, so let's see. It is episode. This was episode four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It's number eleven. Okay. So yeah, in about uh, about six or so episodes from from now. Great. And uh, we hope to get those questions. Yeah. Awesome. Send them our way, folks. Uh, thanks to Ryan, the Doctor Professor Ryan Reese, for joining us once again. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. A doctorate in uh, horror horror simpsonology. They never gave me a certificate. Well, so. when you reach season Just ten, Ife. <laughs> yeah, I'm may- sure Ife will print one out for you. He might. Oh, great! I forgot. Oh, uh, yeah, I'll just do that. <laughs> Apparently, he can just print certificates. That's yeah. That's his I'll get job. To, I'll get to uh, <laughs> you'll get a candle too. I don't fucking know. He's a uh, <laughs> Thanks again for listening, everybody, and keep watching the ski. 